Hello, listener. Thank you for listening to our content. Remember to follow us here on the platform. We prepared a graphic of the book with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps so you know everything about the book in minutes. Thank you for listening to this program. I hope these ideas help you as much as they have helped me and thousands of others. In fact, I hope that this program changes your life forever. There's never enough time to do everything you have to do. You are literally swamped with work and personal responsibilities, projects, stacks of magazines to read, and piles of books you intend to get to one of these days as soon as you get caught up. But the fact is that you are never going to get caught up. You will never get on top of all your tasks. You will never get far enough ahead to be able to get to all those books, magazines, and leisure time activities that you dream of. And forget about solving your time management problems by becoming more productive. No matter how many personal productivity techniques you master, there will always be more to do than you can ever accomplish in the time you have available to you, no matter how much time it is. You can get control of your time in your life only by changing the way you think, work, and deal with a never-ending river of responsibilities that flows over you each day. You can get control of your tasks and activities only to the degree that you stop doing some things and start spending more time on the few activities that can really make a difference in your life. I've studied time management for more than 30 years. I have immersed myself in the works of Peter Drucker, Alex McKenzie, Alan Lake, and Stephen Covey, and many, many others. I've read hundreds of books and thousands of articles on personal efficiency and effectiveness. This program is the result. Each time I came across a good idea, I tried it out in my own work and personal life. If it worked, I incorporated it into my talks and seminars and taught it to others. Galileo once wrote, You cannot teach a person something he does not already know. You can only bring what he does know to his awareness. Depending upon your level of knowledge and experience, these ideas may sound familiar. This program will bring them to a higher level of awareness. When you learn these methods and techniques and apply them over and over until they become habits, you will alter the course of your life in a very positive way. Let me tell you a little bit about myself and the origins of this book. I started off in life with few advantages, aside from a curious mind. I did poorly in school and left without graduating. I worked at laboring jobs for several years. My future did not appear particularly promising. As a young man, I got a job on a tramp freighter and went off to see the world. For eight years, I traveled and worked and then traveled some more, eventually visiting more than 80 countries on five continents. When I could no longer find a laboring job, I got into sales, knocking on doors, working on straight commission. I struggled from sale to sale, until I began looking around me and asking, why is it that other people are doing better than I am? Then I did something that changed my life. I went up to successful salespeople and asked them what they were doing. And they told me. And I did what they advised me to do, and my sales went up. Eventually, I became so successful, I was made a sales manager. As a sales manager, I used the same strategy. I found out what other successful sales managers were doing, and then... I did it myself. This process of learning and applying what I had learned changed my life. I'm still amazed at how simple and obvious it is. Just find out what successful people do and do the same things until you get the same results. 
<laughs> wow, <laughs> what an idea. Simply put, some people are doing better than others because they do certain things differently and they do the right things right. Especially, they use their time far, far better than the average person. Coming from an unsuccessful background, I had developed deep feelings of inferiority and inadequacy. I had fallen into the mental trap of assuming that people who were doing better than me were actually better than me. What I learned was this. That's not necessarily true. They were just doing things differently. And what they had learned to do, within reason, I could learn as well. This was a great revelation to me. I was both amazed and excited with this discovery. I still am. I realized that I could change my life and achieve almost any goal I could set for myself if I just found out what others were doing in that area and then did it myself until I got the same results they were getting. Within one year of starting in sales, I was a top salesman. A year after I was made a manager, I was a vice president in charge of a 95-person sales force in six countries. And I was 25 years old. Over the years, I have worked in 22 different jobs, started and built several companies, and earned a business degree from a major university. I also learned to speak French, German, and Spanish, and have been a trainer, consultant, or speaker for more than 500 companies. I currently give talks and seminars to more than 300,000 people each year, with audiences as large as 20,000 people. Throughout my career, I have found a simple truth. The ability to concentrate single-mindedly on your most important task, to do it well, and to finish it completely is the key to great success, achievement, respect, status, and happiness in life. This key insight is the heart and soul of this program. Now, this program is designed to show you how to get ahead more rapidly in your career. These pages contain the 21 most powerful principles on personal effectiveness that I've ever discovered. These methods, techniques, and strategies are practical, proven, and fast-acting. In the interest of time, I don't dwell on the various psychological or emotional explanations for procrastination or poor time management. There are no lengthy departures into theory or research. What you will learn are specific actions you can take immediately to get better, faster results in your work. Every idea in this program is focused on increasing your overall levels of productivity, performance, and output on making you more valuable in whatever you do. You can apply many of these ideas to your personal life as well. Each of these 21 methods and techniques is complete in itself. All are necessary. One strategy might be effective in one situation and another might apply to another task. Altogether, these 21 ideas represent a smorgasbord of personal effectiveness techniques that you can use at any time in any order or sequence that makes sense to you at the moment. The key to success is action. These principles work to bring about fast, predictable improvements in performance and results. The faster you learn and apply them, the faster you will move ahead in your career, guaranteed. There will be no limit to what you can accomplish when you learn how to eat that frog. Let me begin by saying this. This is a wonderful time to be alive. There have never been more possibilities and opportunities for you to achieve more of your goals than exist today. 
as perhaps never before in human history, you are actually drowning in options. In fact, there are so many good things you can do that your ability to decide among them may be the critical determinant of what you accomplish in life. If you're like most people today, you are overwhelmed with too much to do and too little time. As you struggle to get caught up, new tasks and responsibilities just keep rolling in like the tides. Because of this, you will never be able to do everything you have to do. You will never be caught up. You will always be behind in some of your tasks and responsibilities, and probably in many of them. For this reason, and perhaps more than ever before, your ability to select your most important task at each moment, and then to start on that task and get it done both quickly and well, will probably have more of an impact on your success than any other quality or skill you can develop. An average person who develops the habit of setting clear priorities and getting important tasks completed quickly will run circles around a genius who talks a lot and makes wonderful plans but gets very little done. It's been said for many years that if the first thing you do each morning is to eat a live frog, you can then go through the day with the satisfaction of knowing that is probably the worst thing that's going to happen to you all day long. Your frog is your biggest, most important task. It's the one you're most likely to procrastinate on if you don't do something about it right now. It's also the one task that can have the greatest positive impact on your life and results at the moment. It's also been said that if you have to eat two frogs, eat the ugliest one first. This is another way of saying that if you have two important tasks, start with the biggest, hardest, and most difficult task first. Discipline yourself to begin immediately and then to persist until the task is complete before you go on to something else. Think of this as a test. Treat it like a personal challenge. Resist the temptation to start with the easier task. Continually remind yourself that one of the most important decisions you make each day is your choice of what you will do immediately and what you will do later, if you do it at all. Here's one final observation. If you have to eat a live frog, it doesn't pay to sit and look at it for very long. The key to reaching high levels of performance and productivity is for you to develop the lifelong habit of tackling your major task first thing each morning. You must develop the routine of eating your frog before you do anything else and without taking too much time to think about it. In study, after study of men and women who get paid more and promoted faster, the quality of action orientation stands out as the most observable and consistent behavior they demonstrate in everything they do. Successful, effective people are those who launch directly into their major tasks and then discipline themselves to work steadily and single-mindedly until those tasks are complete. In our world, and especially in our business world, you are paid and promoted for getting specific, measurable results. You are paid for making a valuable contribution, and especially for making the contribution that is expected of you. Failure to execute is one of the biggest problems in organizations today. Many people confuse activity with accomplishment. They talk continually, hold endless meetings, and make wonderful plans. But in the final analysis, no one does the job and gets the results required.
Fully 95% of your success in life and work will be determined by the kinds of habits that you develop over time. The habit of setting priorities, overcoming procrastination, and getting on with your most important task is a mental and physical skill. As such, this habit is learnable through practice and repetition over and over again until it locks into your subconscious mind and becomes a permanent part of your behavior. Once it becomes a habit, it becomes both automatic and easy to do. You are designed mentally and emotionally in such a way that task completion gives you a positive feeling. It makes you happy. It makes you feel like a winner. Whenever you complete a task of any size or importance, you feel a surge of energy, enthusiasm, and self-esteem. The more important the completed task, the happier, more confident, and more powerful you feel about yourself and your world. The completion of an important task triggers the release of endorphins in your brain. These endorphins give you a natural high. The endorphin rush that follows successful completion of any task makes you feel more creative and confident. Here's one of the most important of the so-called secrets of success. It is that you can actually develop a positive addiction to endorphins and to the feeling of enhanced clarity, confidence, and competence that they trigger. When you develop this addiction, almost without thinking, you begin to organize your life in such a way that you are continually starting and completing ever more important tasks and projects. You actually become addicted, in a very positive sense, to success and contribution. One of the keys to your living a wonderful life, having a successful career, and feeling terrific about yourself is for you to develop the habit of starting and finishing important jobs. At that point, this behavior will take on a power of its own, and you'll find it easier to complete important tasks than not to complete them. You remember the story of the man who stops a musician on a New York street and asks how he can get to Carnegie Hall. The musician replies, practice man, practice. Practice is the key to mastering any new skill. Fortunately, your mind is like a muscle. It grows stronger and more capable with use. With practice, you can learn any behavior or develop any habit that you consider either desirable or necessary. You need three qualities to develop the habits of focus and concentration, which are all learnable. They are decision, discipline, and determination. First, make a decision to develop the habit of task completion. Second, discipline yourself to practice the principles you are about to learn until you master them. And finally, back everything you do with determination until the habit is locked in and becomes a permanent part of your personality. Now, there's a special way that you can accelerate your progress toward becoming the highly productive, effective, efficient person that you want to be. It consists of your thinking continually about the rewards and benefits of being an action-oriented, fast-moving, focused person. See yourself as the kind of person who gets important jobs done quickly and well on a consistent basis. Your mental picture of yourself has a powerful effect on your behavior. Visualize yourself as the person you intend to be in the future. Your self-image, the way you see yourself on the inside, largely determines your performance on the outside. As professional speaker Jim Cathcart says, the person you see is the person you will be.
you have a virtually unlimited capability to learn and develop new skills, habits, and abilities. When you train yourself through repetition and practice to overcome procrastination and get your most important tasks completed quickly, you will move yourself onto the fast track in your life and career and step on the accelerator. So, let's eat that frog. Chapter 1 is entitled, Set the Table. And it begins with this quote from Napoleon Hill. He says, There is one quality that one must possess to win, and that is definiteness of purpose, the knowledge of what one wants, and a burning desire to achieve it. Before you can determine your frog and get on with eating it, you have to decide exactly what you want to accomplish in each area of your life. Clarity is the most important concept in personal productivity. The number one reason why some people get more work done faster is because they are absolutely clear about their goals and objectives and they don't deviate from them. The more clear you are about what it is you want and what you have to do to achieve it, the easier it is for you to overcome procrastination, eat your frog, and get on with the completion of the task. A major reason for procrastination and lack of motivation is vagueness, confusion, and fuzzy-mindedness about what you are supposed to do and in what order and for what reason. You must avoid this common condition with all your strength by striving for ever greater clarity in everything you do. Here's a great rule for success. Think on paper. Only about 3% of adults have clear written goals. These people accomplish five and ten times as much as people of equal or better education and ability, but who, for whatever reason, have never taken the time to write out exactly what it is they want. There's a powerful formula for setting and achieving goals that you can use for the rest of your life. It consists of seven simple steps. Taking any one of these steps can double and triple your productivity if you're not currently using it. Many graduates of my training programs have increased their incomes dramatically in a matter of a few years or even a few months with this simple seven-step method. Here it is. Step number one, decide exactly what you want. Either decide for yourself or sit down with your boss and discuss your goals and objectives until you are crystal clear about exactly what is expected of you and in what order of priority. It's amazing how many people are working away day after day on low-value tasks because they have not had this critical discussion with their manager. Here's another rule. One of the very worst uses of time is to do something very well that need not be done at all. Stephen Covey says, before you begin scrambling up the ladder of success, make sure that it's leaning against the right building. Step number two, write it down. Think on paper. When you write down your goal, you crystallize it and give it tangible form. You create something that you can touch and see. On the other hand, a goal or objective that's not in writing is merely a wish or a fantasy. It has no energy behind it. Unwritten goals lead to confusion, vagueness, misdirection, and numerous mistakes. Step number three, set a deadline on your goal. A goal or decision without a deadline has no urgency. It has no real beginning or end. 
without a definite deadline accompanied by the assignment or acceptance of specific responsibilities for completion, you will naturally procrastinate and get very little done. Step number four, make a list of everything that you can think of that you're going to have to do to achieve your goal. As you think of new activities, add them to your list. Keep building your list until it is complete. A list gives you a visual picture of the larger task or objective. It gives you a track to run on. It dramatically increases the likelihood that you will achieve your goal as you have defined it and on schedule. Step number five, organize the list into a plan. Organize your list by priority and sequence. Take a few minutes to decide what you need to do first and what you can do later. Decide what has to be done before something else and what needs to be done afterwards. Even better, lay out your plan visually in the form of a series of boxes and circles on a sheet of paper. You'll be amazed at how much easier it is to achieve your goal when you break it down into individual tasks. With a written goal and an organized plan of action, you will be far more productive and efficient than someone who is carrying his goals around in his mind. Step number six, take action on your plan immediately. Do something, do anything. An average plan vigorously executed is far better than a brilliant plan on which nothing is done. For you to achieve any kind of success, execution is everything. And finally, step number seven, resolve to do something every single day that moves you toward your major goal. Build this activity into your daily schedule. Read a specific number of pages on a key subject. Call on a specific number of prospects or customers. Engage in a specific period of physical exercise. Learn a certain number of new words in a foreign language. Never miss a day. Keep pushing forward. Once you start moving, keep moving. Don't stop. This decision, this discipline alone can make you one of the most productive and successful people of your generation. Clear written goals have a wonderful effect on your thinking. They motivate you and galvanize you into action. They stimulate your creativity, release your energy, and help you to overcome procrastination as much as any other factor. Goals are the fuel in the furnace of achievement. The bigger your goals and the clearer they are, the more excited you become about achieving them. The more you think about your goals, the greater becomes your inner drive and desire to accomplish them. Think about your goals and review them daily. Every morning when you begin, take action on the most important task you can accomplish to achieve your most important goal at the moment. Now, here's what you can do to put this idea into action immediately. Take a clean sheet of paper right now and make a list of 10 goals that you want to accomplish in the next year. Write your goals as though a year has already passed and they are now a reality. Use the present tense, positive and first person, so that they are immediately accepted by your subconscious mind. For example, you would write, I earn X number of dollars per year, or I weigh X number of pounds, or I drive such and such a car. Present tense, personal and positive. Then, go back over your list of 10 goals and select the one goal that if you achieved it would have the greatest positive impact on your life. Whatever that goal is, 
write it on a separate sheet of paper, set a deadline, make a plan, take action on your plan, and then do something every single day that moves you toward that goal. This exercise alone could change your life. Hello, listener. Thank you for listening to our content. Remember to follow us here on the platform. We prepared a graphic of the book with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps so you know everything about the book in minutes. Chapter number two is entitled, Plan Every Day in Advance. And it begins with this quote from Alan Lakin, which says, Planning is bringing the future into the present so that you can do something about it right now. You've probably heard the old question, how do you eat an elephant? The answer, of course, is one bite at a time. How do you eat your biggest, ugliest frog? The same way. You break it down into specific step-by-step -step activities, and then you start on the first one. Your mind, your ability to think, plan, and decide is your most powerful tool for overcoming procrastination and increasing your productivity. Your ability to set your goals, plan, and take action on them determines the course of your entire life. The very act of thinking and planning unlocks your mental powers, triggers your creativity, and increases your mental and physical energies. Conversely, as Alex McKenzie wrote, action without planning is the cause of every failure. Your ability to plan well in advance of acting is a measure of your overall competence. The better the plan you have, the easier it is for you to overcome procrastination, to get started, to eat your frog, and then to keep going. One of your top goals at work should be for you to get the highest possible return on your investment of mental, emotional, and physical energy. The good news is that every minute spent in planning saves as many as 10 minutes in execution. It takes only about 10 or 12 minutes for you to plan out your day, but this small investment of time will save you at least two hours, 100 to 120 minutes, in wasted time and diffused effort throughout the day. You may have heard of the 6P formula for time management. It says, proper prior planning prevents poor performance. When you consider how helpful planning can be in increasing your productivity and performance, it is amazing how few people practice it every single day. And planning is really quite simple to do. All you need is a piece of paper and a pen. The most sophisticated Palm Pilot, computer program, or time planner is based on the same principle. You're sitting down and making a list of everything you have to do before you begin. Always work from a list. When something new comes up, add it to the list before you do it. You can increase your productivity and output by 25% or more from the very first day that you begin working consistently from a list. Make your list the night before, at the end of the workday. Move everything that you've not yet accomplished onto your list for the coming day, and then add everything that you have to do the next day. When you make your list the night before, your subconscious mind works on your list all night long while you sleep. 
Often, you'll wake up with great ideas and insights that you can use to get your job done faster and better than you had initially thought. The more time you take to make written lists of everything you have to do in advance, the more effective and efficient you will be. Now, you need different lists for different purposes. First, you should create a master list on which you write down everything that you can think of that you want to do sometime in the future. This is the place where you capture every idea that comes to you and every new task or responsibility that comes up. You can sort out the items later. Second, you should have a monthly list that you make up at the end of the month for the month ahead. This may contain items transferred from your master list. Third, you should have a weekly list where you plan your entire week in advance. This is a list that is under construction as you go through the current week. This discipline of systematic time planning can be very helpful to you. Many people have told me that the habit of taking a couple of hours at the end of each week to plan the coming week has increased their productivity dramatically and changed their lives completely. This technique will work for you as well. Finally, you should transfer items from your monthly and weekly lists onto your daily list. These are the specific activities that you are going to accomplish the following day. As you work through the day, tick off the items on your list as you complete them. This activity gives you a visual picture of accomplishment. It generates a feeling of success and forward motion. Seeing yourself working progressively through your list motivates and energizes you. It raises your self-esteem and self-respect. Steady, visible progress propels you forward and helps you to overcome procrastination. When you have a project of any kind, begin by making a list of every step that you will have to complete to finish the project from beginning to end. Organize the project tasks by priority and sequence. Lay them out in front of you on paper or on a computer so that you can see them. Then, go to work on one task at a time. You will be amazed at how much you get done this way. As you work through your lists, you will feel more and more effective and powerful. You will feel more in control of your life. You will be naturally motivated to do even more. You will think better and more creatively. You will get more and better insights that enable you to do your work even faster. As you work steadily through your lists, you will develop a sense of positive forward momentum that will enable you to overcome procrastination. This feeling of progress will give you more energy and keep you going throughout the day. One of the most important rules of personal effectiveness is the 10-90 rule. This rule says that the first 10% of time that you spend planning and organizing your work before you begin will save you as much as 90% of the time in getting the job done once you get started. You only have to try this rule once to prove it to yourself. When you plan each day in advance, you find it much easier to get going and to keep going. The work goes faster and smoother than ever before. You feel more powerful and competent. You eventually become unstoppable. Now here's how you can put these ideas into action immediately. Begin today to plan every day, every week, and every month in advance. Take a notepad or sheet of paper and make a list of everything you have to do in the next 24 hours. Add to your list as new items come up. Make a list of all your projects, the big multitask jobs that are important to your future. 
Lay out each of your major goals, projects, or tasks by priority, what is most important, and by sequence, what has to be done first, what comes second, and so forth. Start with the end in mind and work backward to the present. Think on paper. Always work from a list. You will be amazed at how much more productive you become and how much easier it is to eat your frog. Chapter 3 is entitled, Apply the 80-20 Rule to Everything. The German philosopher Johann Wolfgang von Goethe wrote, We always have time enough if we will but use it aright. The 80-20 rule is one of the most helpful of all concepts of time and life management. It's also called the Pareto Principle after its founder, the Italian economist Vilfredo Pareto, who first wrote about it in 1895. Pareto noticed that people in his society seemed to divide naturally into what he called the vital few, the top 20% in terms of money and influence, and the trivial many, the bottom 80%. He later discovered that virtually all economic activity was subject to this Pareto principle as well. For example, this rule says that 20% of your activities will account for 80% of your results. 20% of your customers will account for 80% of your sales. 20% of your products or services will account for 80% of your profits. 20% of your tasks will account for 80% of the value of what you do, and so on. This means that if you have a list of 10 items to do today, two of those items will turn out to be worth as much or more than all the other eight items put together. Here's an interesting discovery. Each of these tasks may take the same amount of time to accomplish, but one or two of these tasks will contribute five or 10 times the value of any of the others. Often, one item on a list of 10 tasks that you have to do can be worth more than all the other nine items put together. This task is invariably the frog that you should eat first. Can you guess on which items the average person is most likely to procrastinate? You're right. The sad fact is that most people procrastinate on the top 10 or 20 percent of items that are the most valuable and important, the vital few. They busy themselves instead with the least important 80 percent, the trivial many, that contribute very little to results. You often see people who appear to be busy all day long but seem to accomplish very little. This is almost always because they are working on tasks that are of low value while they procrastinate on the one or two activities that could make a real difference to their companies and to their careers. The most valuable tasks you can do each day are often the hardest and most complex. But the payoff and rewards for completing these tasks efficiently can be tremendous. For this reason, you must adamantly refuse to work on tasks in the bottom 80% while you still have tasks in the top 20% left to be done. Before you begin work, always ask yourself, is this task in the top 20% of my activities or in the bottom 80%? And here's a rule for success. Resist the temptation to clear up small things first. Remember, whatever you choose to do over and over again eventually becomes a habit that's hard to break. If you choose to start your day on low-value tasks, you will soon develop the habit of always starting and working on low-value tasks. This is not the kind of habit 
you want to develop or keep. The hardest part of any important task is getting started on it in the first place. Once you actually begin work on a valuable task, you seem to be naturally motivated to continue. A part of your mind loves to be busy working on significant tasks that can really make a difference. Your job is to feed this part of your mind continually. Just thinking about starting and finishing an important task motivates you and helps you to overcome procrastination. The fact is that the amount of time required to complete an important job is often the same as the time required to do an unimportant job. The difference is that you get a tremendous feeling of pride and satisfaction from the completion of something valuable and significant. However, when you complete a low-value task, using the same amount of time and energy, you get little or no satisfaction at all. Time management is really life management, personal management. It's really taking control of the sequence of events. Time management is control over what you do next. And you are always free to choose the task that you will do next. Your ability to choose between the important and the unimportant is the key determinant of your success in life and work. Effective, productive people discipline themselves to start on the most important task that is before them. They force themselves to eat that frog, whatever it is. They accomplish vastly more than the average person and are much happier as a result. This should be your way of working as well. Now, here's a way to put these ideas into action. Make a list of all the key goals, activities, projects, and responsibilities in your life today. Which of them are or could be in the top 10 or 20 percent of tasks that represent or could represent 80 or 90 percent of your results? Resolve today that you are going to spend more and more of your time working in those few areas that can really make a difference in your life and career and less and less time on lower value activities. Chapter 4 is entitled, Consider the Consequences. And here's a great quote from Orison Sweat Marden. He said, Every man has become great, every successful man has succeeded in proportion as he has confined his powers to one particular channel. The mark of the superior thinker is his or her ability to accurately predict the consequences of doing or not doing something. The potential consequences of any task or activity are the key determinants of how important it really is to you and your company. This way of evaluating the significance of a task is how you determine what your next frog really is. Dr. Edward Banfield of Harvard University, after more than 50 years of research, concluded that long-time perspective is the most accurate single predictor of upward social and economic mobility in America. Long-time perspective turns out to be more important than family background, education, 
race, intelligence, connections, or virtually any other factor in determining your success in life and at work. Your attitude toward time, your time horizon, has an enormous impact on your behavior and your choices. People who take a long view of their lives and careers always seem to make much better decisions about their time and activities than people who give very little thought to the future. And here's a rule for success. Long-term thinking improves short-term decision-making. Successful people have a clear future orientation. They think 5, 10, and 20 years out into the future. They analyze their choices and behaviors in the present to make sure that they are consistent with the long-term future that they desire. In your work, having a clear idea of what is really important to you in the long term makes it much easier for you to make better decisions about your priorities in the short term. By definition, something that is important has long-term potential consequences. Something that is unimportant has few or no long-term potential consequences. Before starting on anything, you should always ask yourself, what are the potential consequences of doing or not doing this task? And here's another rule for you. Future intent influences and often determines present actions. The clearer you are about your future intentions, the greater influence that clarity will have on what you do in the moment. With a clear long-term vision, you are much more capable of evaluating an activity in the present and to ensure that it is consistent with where you truly want to end up. Successful people are those who are willing to delay gratification and make sacrifices in the short term so that they can enjoy far greater rewards in the long term. Unsuccessful people, on the other hand, think more about short-term pleasure and immediate gratification while giving very little thought to the long-term future. Dennis Waitley, a motivational speaker, says, Failures do what is tension-relieving while winners do what is goal-achieving. For example, coming into work earlier, reading regularly in your field, taking courses to improve your skills, and focusing on high-value tasks in your work will all combine to have an enormous positive impact on your future. On the other hand, coming into work at the last moment, reading the newspaper, drinking coffee, socializing with your coworkers may seem fun and enjoyable in the short term, but it inevitably leads to lack of promotion, underachievement, and frustration in the long term. If a task or activity has great potential positive consequences, make it a top priority and get started on it immediately. If something can have large potential negative consequences, if it's not done quickly and well, that should become a top priority as well. Whatever your frog is, resolve to gulp it down first thing. Remember, motivation requires motive. The greater the positive potential impact that an action or behavior of yours can have on your life, once you define it clearly, the more motivated you will be to overcome procrastination and get it done quickly. Keep yourself focused and forward-moving by continually starting and completing those tasks that can make a major difference to your company and to your future. You see, the time is going to pass anyway. The only question is how you use it and where you are going to end up at the end of the weeks and months that pass.
And where you end up is largely a matter of the amount of consideration you give to the likely consequences of your actions in the short term. Thinking continually about the potential consequences of your choices, decisions, and behaviors is one of the very best ways to determine your true priorities in your work and personal life. Now here's some ideas on how to put these points into action. Review your list of tasks, activities, and projects regularly. Continually ask yourself, which one project or activity, if I did it in an excellent and timely fashion, would have the greatest positive impact on my life? Whatever it is that can help you the most, set it as a goal, make a plan to achieve it, and go to work on your plan immediately. Remember the wonderful words of Goethe. He said, just begin and the mind grows heated. Continue and the task will be completed. Chapter 5 is entitled, Practice the A, B, C, D, E method continually. Here's a quote from William Matthews. He says, The first law of success is concentration. To bend all the energies to one point and to go directly to that point, looking neither to the right nor to the left. The more thought you invest in planning and setting priorities before you begin, the more important things you will do and the faster you will get them done once you get started. The more important and valuable the task is to you, the more you will be motivated to overcome procrastination and launch yourself into the job. The ABCDE method is a powerful priority setting technique that you can use every single day. This technique is so simple and effective that it can, all by itself, make you one of the most efficient and effective people in your field. The power of this technique lies in its simplicity. Here's how it works. You start with a list of everything you have to do for the coming day. Think on paper. You then place an A, B, C, D, or E before each item on your list before you begin the first task. An A item is defined as something that is very important, something that you must do or else face serious consequences. An A item on your list might be visiting a key customer or finishing a report for your boss that she needs for an upcoming board meeting. These items are the frogs of your life. If you have more than one A task, you prioritize these tasks by writing A1, A2, A3, and so on in front of each item. Your A1 task is your biggest, ugliest frog of all. A B item is defined as a task that you should do, but it has only mild consequences. These items are the tadpoles of your work life. This means that someone may be unhappy or inconvenienced if you don't do one of these tasks, but it is nowhere as important as an A task. Returning an unimportant telephone message or reviewing your email would be a B task. The rule is that you should never do a B task when there is an A task left undone. You should never be distracted by a tadpole when a big frog is sitting there waiting to be eaten. A C task is defined as something that would be nice to do, but for which there are no consequences at all, whether you do it or not. C tasks include phoning a friend, having coffee or lunch with a coworker, or completing some personal business during work hours. This sort of activity has no effect at all on your career or work life. A D task is defined as something you can delegate to someone else. The rule is that you should delegate everything that anyone else can do so that you can free up more time for the A tasks 
that only you can do. An e-task in the ABCDE method is defined as something that you can eliminate altogether and it won't make any real difference. This may be a task that was important to you at one time but is no longer relevant to yourself or anyone else. Often it's something you continue to do out of habit or because you enjoy it. After you have applied the ABCDE method to your list, you will be completely organized and ready to get more important things done faster. The key to making this ABCDE method work is for you to now discipline yourself to start immediately on your A1 task and then to stay at it until it's complete. Use your willpower to get going and stay going on this one job, the most important single task you could possibly be doing. Eat the whole frog and don't stop until it's finished completely. Your ability to think through and analyze your work list and determine your A1 task is the springboard to higher levels of accomplishment and greater self-esteem, self-respect, and personal pride. When you develop the habit of concentrating on your A1 most important activity, on eating your frog, you will start getting more done than any two or three people around you. Now here's how you can put these ideas into action. Review your list right now and put an A, B, C, D, or E next to each task or activity. Select your A1 job or project and begin working on it immediately. Discipline yourself to do nothing else until this one job is complete. Practice this A, B, C, D, E method every day and on every work or project list before you begin work for the next month. By that time, you will have developed the habit of setting and working on your highest priority tasks and your future will be assured. Chapter 6 is entitled, Focus on Key Result Areas. Norman Vincent Peale once wrote, When every physical and mental resource is focused, one's power to solve a problem multiplies tremendously. Here's the question, why am I on the payroll? This is one of the most important questions you ever ask and answer over and over again throughout your career. As it happens, most people are not exactly sure why they are on the payroll. But if you're not crystal clear about why you're on the payroll and what results you've been hired to accomplish, it's very hard for you to perform at your best and get paid more and promoted faster. In its simplest terms, the answer is that you have been hired to get specific results. A wage or a salary is a payment for a specific quality and quantity of work that can be combined with the work of others to create a product or service that customers are willing to pay for. Each job can be broken down into about five to seven key result areas, seldom more. These are the results that you absolutely positively have to get to fulfill your responsibilities and make your maximum contribution to your organization. Key result areas are similar to the vital functions of the body, such as those indicated by blood pressure, heart rate, respiratory rate, and brainwave activity. An absence of any one of these vital functions leads to the death of the organism. By the same token, your failure to perform in a critical result area of your work can lead to the end of your job as well. For example, the key result areas of management are planning, organizing, staffing, delegating, supervising, measuring, and reporting. 
These are the areas in which a manager must get results to succeed in his or her area of responsibility. You must have essential knowledge and skills for your job. These demands are continually changing. You have developed core competencies that make it possible for you to do your job in the first place, but key results are always central to your work and determine your success or failure in your job. A key result area is something that you must achieve to succeed at your job. It's a task area for which you are completely responsible. If you don't do it, it will not be done by someone else. A key result area is an activity that is under your control. It is an output of your work that becomes an input or a contributing factor to the work of others. The starting point of high performance is for you to first identify the key result areas of your work. Discuss them with your boss. Make a list of your output responsibilities and make sure that the people above you, on the same level of you and below you, are in agreement with it. For example, for a salesperson, prospecting and opening new accounts is a key result area. This activity is the key to the entire sales process. Closing a sale is another key result area. When the sale is made, it triggers the activities of many other people to produce and deliver the product or service. For a company owner or key executive, negotiating a bank loan is a key result area. Hiring the right people and delegating effectively are both key result areas. For a secretary or receptionist, typing a letter or answering the phone and transferring the caller quickly and efficiently are defined as key result areas. People's ability to perform these tasks quickly and well largely determines their pay and promotability. Once you have determined your key result areas, the second step is for you to grade yourself on a scale of 1 to 10 in each of these areas. Where are you strong? And where are you weak? Where are you getting excellent results? And where are you underperforming? Here's the rule. Your weakest key result area sets the height at which you can use all your other skills and abilities. This rule says that you could be exceptional in six out of seven of your key result areas, but really poor in the seventh. And your poor performance in the seventh area will hold you back and determine how much you achieve with all your other skills. This weakness will act as a drag on your effectiveness and be a constant source of friction and frustration. For example, delegating is a key result area for a manager. This skill is the key leverage point that enables a manager to manage to get results through others. A manager who cannot delegate properly is held back from using all of his or her other skills at their maximum level of effectiveness. Poor delegation skills alone can lead to failure in the job. One of the major reasons for procrastination and delay in the workplace is that people avoid jobs and activities in those areas where they have performed poorly in the past. Instead of setting a goal and making a plan to improve in a particular area, most people avoid that area altogether, which just makes the situation worse. The reverse of this is that the better you become in a particular skill area, the more motivated you will be to perform that function, the less you will procrastinate, and the more determined you will be to get it finished. The fact is that everybody has both strengths and weaknesses. Refuse to rationalize, justify, or defend your areas of weakness. Instead, identify them clearly. Set a goal and make a plan to become very good in each of those areas. 
Just think, you may be only one critical skill away from top performance in your job. Here's one of the greatest questions you will ever ask and answer. It's this. What one skill, if I developed and did it in an excellent fashion, would have the greatest positive impact on my career? Let me repeat that. What one skill, if you developed and did it in an excellent fashion, would have the greatest positive impact on your career? You should use this question to guide your career for the rest of your life. Look into yourself for the answer. You probably know what it is. Ask your boss this question. Ask your co-workers. Ask your friends and your family. Whatever the answer is, find out and then go to work to bring up your performance in this area. The good news is that all business skills are learnable. If anyone else is excellent at a particular key result area, this is proof that you can become excellent as well if you decide to. One of the fastest and best ways to stop procrastinating and get more things done faster is for you to become absolutely excellent in your key result areas. This can be as important as anything else you do in your life and career. Here's how you can put these ideas to work immediately. Identify the key result areas of your work. What are they? Write down the key results you have to achieve to do your job in an excellent fashion. Give yourself a grade from 1 to 10 on each one. And then determine the one key skill that if you did it in an excellent manner would help you the most in your work right now. Take this list to your boss and discuss it with him or her. Invite honest feedback and appraisal. You can only get better when you are open to the constructive inputs of other people. Discuss your results with your staff and co-workers. Talk them over with your spouse. Make a habit of doing this analysis regularly for the rest of your career. Never stop improving. This decision alone can change your life. Chapter 7 is called Obey the Law of Forced Efficiency. Komar once wrote, Concentration in its truest unadulterated form means the ability to focus the mind on one single solitary thing. The law of forced efficiency says that there's never enough time to do everything, but there's always enough time to do the most important thing. Put another way, you cannot eat every tadpole and frog in the pond, but you can eat the biggest and ugliest one, and that will be enough, at least for the time being. When you run out of time, and the consequences for not completing a key task or project can be really serious, you always seem to find the time to get it done, often at the very last minute. You start early, you stay late, and you drive yourself to complete the job rather than to face the negative consequences that would follow if you didn't complete it within the time limit. So here's a rule for you. There will never be enough time to do everything you have to do. The fact is, that the average person today is working at 110 to 130 percent of capacity. And the jobs and responsibilities just keep piling up. All of us have stacks of reading material that we still have to go through. One study concluded recently that the average executive has 300 to 400 hours of reading and projects backlogged at home and at the office. What this means is that you will never be caught up. So get that thought out of your mind. All you can hope for is to be on top of your most important responsibilities. The others will just have to wait. 
Many people say that they work better under the pressure of deadlines. Unfortunately, years of research indicate that this is seldom true. Under the pressure of deadlines, which are often self-created through procrastination and delay, people suffer greater stress, make more mistakes, and have to redo more tasks than under any other conditions. Often, the mistakes that are made when people are working to meet tight deadlines lead to defects and cost overruns that lead to substantial financial losses in the long term. Sometimes the job actually takes much longer to complete when people rush to get the job done at the last minute and then they have to redo it. You can use three questions on a regular basis to keep yourself focused on getting your most important tasks completed on schedule. The first question is, what are my highest value activities? Put another way, what are the biggest frogs that you have to eat to make the greatest contribution to your organization, to your family, to your life in general? This is one of the most important questions you can ever ask and answer. What are your highest value activities? First, think this through for yourself. Then, ask your boss. Ask your co-workers and subordinates. Ask your friends and family. Like focusing the lens of a camera, you must be crystal clear about your highest value activities before you begin work. The second question you can ask yourself continually is, what can I and only I do that if done well will make a real difference? This question comes from Peter Drucker, the management guru. It's one of the best of all questions for achieving personal effectiveness. What can you and only you do that if done well will make a real difference? This refers to something that only you can do. If you don't do it, it won't be done by someone else. But if you do do it and you do it well, it can really make a difference to your life and your career. What is it? What is your frog in your work? Every hour of every day, you can ask yourself this question and there will always be a specific answer. Your job is to be clear about the answer and then to start and work on this task before anything else. The third question you can ask is, what is the most valuable use of my time right now? In other words, what is my biggest frog of all at this moment? This is the core question of time management. Asking it is the key to overcoming procrastination and becoming a highly productive person. Every hour of every day, there is an answer to this question. Your job is to ask yourself the question over and over again and to always be working on the answer to it, whatever it is. Do first things first and second things not at all. As Goethe said, the things that matter most must never be at the mercy of the things that matter least. The more accurate your answers to these questions, the easier it will be for you to set clear priorities, to overcome procrastination, and to get started on the one activity that represents the most valuable use of your time right now. Now here's how to put these ideas into action. Remember, your most powerful thinking tool for success is your ability to discriminate between one priority and another. Take a few minutes each day and sit quietly where you cannot be disturbed. During this time, relax and just think about your work and activities without stress or pressure. In almost every case, during this time of solitude, you will receive wonderful insights and ideas 
that will save you enormous amounts of time when you apply them on the job. Often, you will experience breakthroughs that will change the direction of your life and work. Chapter 8 is entitled, Prepare Thoroughly Before You Begin. James T. McKay, the time management expert, wrote, No matter what the level of your ability, you have more potential than you can ever develop in a lifetime. One of the best ways for you to overcome procrastination and get more things done faster is for you to have everything you need at hand before you begin. When you're fully prepared, you are like a cocked gun or an archer with an arrow pulled back taut in the bowl. You just need one small mental push to get started on your highest value tasks. This is like getting everything ready to prepare a complete meal, such as a big frog. You set out all the ingredients on the counter in front of you and then begin putting the dinner together one step at a time. Begin by clearing off your desk or workspace so that you have only one task in front of you. If necessary, put everything on the floor or on the table behind you. Gather all the information, reports, details, papers, and work materials that you will require to complete the job. Have them at hand so that you can reach them without getting up or moving very much. Be sure that you have all writing materials, computer disks, access codes, email addresses, and everything else you need to start and continue working until the job is done. Set up your work area so that it is comfortable, attractive, and conducive to working for long periods. Especially, make sure that you have a comfortable chair that supports your back and allows your feet to sit flat on the floor. The most productive people take the time to create a work area where they enjoy spending time. The cleaner and neater your work area before you begin, the easier it is for you to get started and keep going. One of the great techniques for overcoming procrastination, eating frogs, is for you to get everything completely ready to work in advance. When everything is laid out in order and sequence, you feel much more like getting on with the job. It's amazing how many books never get written, how many degrees never get completed, how many life-changing tasks never get started because people fail to take the first step of preparing everything in advance. Los Angeles, for example, attracts people from all over America who dream of writing a successful movie script and selling it to one of the studios in the area. They move to Los Angeles and work at low-level jobs for years while they dream of writing and selling a popular script. Recently, the Los Angeles Times sent a reporter out onto Wilshire Boulevard to interview passersby. When people came along, he asked them one question. How's your script coming? Three out of four passersby replied, almost done. The sad fact is that almost done probably meant not yet started. Don't let this happen to you. When you sit down with everything in front of you ready to go, Assume the body language of high performance. Sit up straight, sit forward, and away from the back of the chair. Carry yourself as though you are an efficient, effective, high-performing personality. Then, pick up the first item and say to yourself, let's get to work and plunge in. And once you've started, keep going until the job is finished. Here's an exercise for you. Take a good look at your desk or office, both at home and at the office. Ask yourself, what kind of a person works in an environment like that? The cleaner and neater your work environment, the more positive, 
productive, and confident you feel. Resolve today to clean up your desk and office completely so that you feel effective, efficient, and ready to get going each time you sit down to work. Chapter 9 is entitled, Do Your Homework. Ogmandino once wrote, The only certain means of success is to render more and better service than is expected of you, no matter what your task may be. Doing your homework is one of the most important personal productivity principles of all. Learn what you need to learn so that you can do your work in an excellent fashion. The better you become at eating a particular type of frog, the more likely you are to just plunge in and get it done. A major reason for delay and procrastination is a feeling of inadequacy, lack of confidence, or inability in a key area of the task. Feeling weak or deficient in a single area is enough to discourage you from starting the job at all. Continually upgrade your skills in your key result areas. Remember, however good you are today, your knowledge and skill are becoming obsolete at a rapid rate. As Pat Riley, the basketball coach, said, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. One of the most helpful of all time management techniques is for you to get better at your key tasks. Personal and professional improvement is one of the best time savers there is. The better you are at a key task, the more motivated you are to launch into it. The better you are, the more energy and enthusiasm you have. When you know that you can do a job well, you find it easier to overcome procrastination and get the job done faster and better than under any other circumstances. One piece of information or one additional skill can make an enormous difference in your ability to do the job well. Identify the most important things you do and then make a plan to continually upgrade your skills in those areas. Here's a rule for success. Continuous learning is the minimum requirement for success in any field. Refuse to allow a weakness or a lack of ability in any area to hold you back. Everything in business is learnable and what others have learned you can learn as well. When I began to write my first book, I was discouraged because I could only use the hunt and peck method of typing. I soon realized that I had to learn to touch type if I was ever going to write and rewrite a 300-page book. So I bought a touch typing program for my computer and practiced for 20 to 30 minutes every day for three months. By the end of that time, I was typing 40 to 50 words per minute. With this skill, I've been able to write a dozen books that have now been published all over the world. The best news is that you can learn whatever skills you need to learn to be more productive and more effective. You can become a touch typist if necessary. You can become an expert with a computer. You can become a terrific negotiator or a super salesperson. You can learn to speak in public. You can learn to write effectively and well. These are all skills you can acquire as soon as you decide to and make them a priority. Read in your field for at least one hour every day. Get up a little earlier in the morning and read for 30 to 60 minutes in a book or magazine that contains information that can help you to be more effective and productive at what you do. Take every course and seminar available on key skills that can help you. Attend the conventions and business meetings of your profession or occupation. Go to the sessions and workshops. Sit up front and take notes. Purchase the audio recordings of the programs. 
dedicate yourself to becoming one of the most knowledgeable and competent people in your field. Finally, listen to audio programs in your car like this. The average car owner sits behind the wheel 500 to 1,000 hours each year while driving from place to place. Turn driving time into learning time. You can become one of the smartest, most capable, and highest paid people in your field simply by listening to educational audio programs as you drive around. The more you learn and know, the more confident and motivated you feel. The better you become, the more capable you will be of doing even more in your field. The more you learn, the more you can learn. Just as you can build your physical muscles through physical exercise, you can build your mental muscles with mental exercise. And there is no limit to how far or how fast you can advance except for the limits you place on your imagination. So here's an exercise that you can engage in immediately. Resolve today to become a do-it-to-yourself project. Become a lifelong student of your craft. School is never out for the professional. What are the key skills that can help you the most to achieve better and faster results? What are the core competencies that you will need to have in the future to lead your field? Whatever they are, set a goal, make a plan, and begin developing and increasing your ability in those areas. Resolve to be the very best at what you do. This is one of the greatest time management techniques of all. Chapter 10 is entitled, Leverage Your Special Talents. Dean Briggs of Harvard once wrote, Do your work. Not just your work and no more, but a little more for the lavishing sake. That little more that is worth all the rest. Remember, you are remarkable. You have special talents and abilities that make you different from every other person who has ever lived. There are frogs you can eat or learn to eat that can make you one of the most important people of your generation. There are certain things that you can do or that you can learn to do that can make you extraordinarily valuable to yourself and others. Your job is to identify your special areas of uniqueness and then to commit yourself to becoming very, very good in those areas. Your most valuable asset in terms of cash flow is your earning ability. Your ability to work enables you to bring tens of thousands of dollars into your life every year by simply applying your knowledge and skills to your world. This is your ability to eat specific frogs faster and better than others. You could lose everything you own, your house, your car, your job, your bank account, but as long as you still had your earning ability, you could still make it all back and more besides. Take stock of your unique talents and abilities on a regular basis. What is it that you do especially well? What are you good at? What do you do easily and well that is difficult for most other people? Looking back at your career, what has been most responsible for your success in life and work to date? What have been the most significant frogs you have eaten in the past? 
You are designed such that you will most enjoy doing the very things that you can be the very best at. What is it that you enjoy the most about your work? What kind of frogs do you most enjoy eating? The very fact that you enjoy something means that you probably have within yourself the capability to be excellent in that area. One of your great responsibilities in life is to decide what you really love to do and then to throw your whole heart into doing that special thing very, very well. Look at the various things you do. What is it that you do that gets you the most compliments and praise from other people? What do you do that positively affects the work and performance of other people more than anything else? Successful people are invariably those who have taken the time to identify what they do well and most enjoy. They know what they do that really makes a difference in their work, and they then concentrate on that task or area of activity exclusively. You should always focus your best energies and abilities in starting and completing those tasks where your unique talents and abilities enable you to do them well and make a significant contribution. You cannot do everything, but you can do those few things in which you excel, the few things that can really make a difference. Here's how to put these ideas into action. Continually ask yourself these key questions. What am I really good at? What do I enjoy the most about my work? What has been most responsible for my success in the past? If I could do any job at all, what job would it be? If you won the lottery or otherwise came into an enormous amount of money and you could choose any job or any part of any job to do for the indefinite future, what work would you choose? What sort of preparation would you have to engage in to be able to do that work in an excellent fashion? Whatever your answer, get started today. Chapter 11 is entitled, Identify Your Key Constraints. Alexander Graham Bell once wrote, Concentrate all your thoughts on the task at hand. The sun's rays do not burn until brought to a focus. So what is holding you back? What sets the speed at which you achieve your goals? What determines how fast you move from where you are to where you want to go? What stops you or holds you back from eating the frogs that can really make a difference? Why aren't you at your goal already? These are some of the most important questions you will ever ask and answer on your way to achieving high levels of personal productivity and effectiveness. Whatever you have to do, there's always a limiting factor that determines how quickly and well you get it done. Your job is to study the task and identify the limiting factor or constraint within it. You must then focus all of your energies on alleviating that single choke point. In virtually every task, large or small, one factor sets the speed at which you achieve the goal or complete the job. What is it? Concentrate your mental energies on that one key area. This can be the most valuable use of your time and talents. This factor may be a person whose help or decision you need, a resource that you require, a weakness in some part of your organization, or something else. But the limiting factor is always there, and it is always your job to find it. For example, the purpose of a business is to create and keep customers. By doing this in sufficient quantities, the company makes a profit and continues to grow and flourish. In every business, there is a limiting factor or choke point that determines how quickly and well the company achieves its purpose. It may be the marketing, the level of sales, or 
the sales force itself. It may be the cost of operation or the methods of production. It may be the level of cash flow or costs. The success of the company may be determined by the competition, the customers, or the current marketplace. One of these factors, more than anything else, determines how quickly the company achieves its goals of growth and profitability. What is it? The accurate identification of the limiting factor in any process and the focus on that factor can usually bring about more progress in a shorter period of time than any other single activity. The 80-20 rule applies to the constraints in your life and in your work. What this means is that 80% of the constraints, the factors that are holding you back from achieving your goals, are internal. They are within yourself, within your own personal qualities, abilities, habits, disciplines, or competencies. Only 20% of the limiting factors are external to you or to your organization. Your key constraint can be something small and not particularly obvious. Sometimes it requires that you make a list of every step in the process and examine every activity to determine exactly what is holding you back. Sometimes it can be a single negative perception or objection on the part of the customers that is slowing down the entire sales process. Sometimes it is the absence of a single feature that is holding back the growth of sales of a product or service line. Look into your company honestly. Look within your boss, your coworkers, and members of your staff to see if there's a key weakness that is holding you or the company back, that is acting as a break on the achievement of your key goals. In your own life, you must have the honesty to look deeply into yourself for the limiting factor or limiting skill that sets the speed at which you achieve your personal goals. Successful people always begin the analysis of constraints by asking the question, what is it in me that is holding me back? They accept complete responsibility and look to themselves for both the cause and the cure of their problems. Keep asking, what sets the speed at which I get the results I want? The definition of the constraint determines the strategy that you use to alleviate it. The failure to identify the correct constraint or the identification of the wrong constraint can lead you in the wrong direction. You can end up solving the wrong problem. A major corporation, a client of mine, was experiencing declining sales. The corporation's leaders concluded that the major constraint was the sales force and sales management. They spent an enormous amount of time reorganizing the management and retraining the salespeople. They later found that the primary reason that sales were down was a mistake made by an accountant who had accidentally priced their products too high relative to their competition in the marketplace. Once the company revamped its pricing, sales went back up and the business returned to profitability. Behind every constraint or choke point, once it's located and alleviated successfully, you'll find another constraint or limiting factor. Whether it's getting to work on time in the morning or building a successful career, there are always limiting factors and bottlenecks that set the speed of your progress. Your job is to find them and to focus your energies on alleviating them as quickly as possible. Starting off your day with the removal of a key bottleneck or constraint fills you full of energy and personal power. It propels you into following through and completing the job. And there's always a limiting factor. Often a key constraint or limiting factor is the most important frog 
you could eat at that moment. Now here's an exercise for you. Identify your most important goal in life today. What is it? What one goal, if you achieved it, would have the greatest positive effect on your life? What one career accomplishment would have the greatest positive impact on your work life? Once you're clear about your major goal, ask yourself, what sets the speed at which I accomplish this goal? Why don't I have it already? What is it in me that is holding me back? Whatever your answers, take action immediately. Do something, do anything, but get started. Chapter 12 is entitled, Take It One Oil Barrel at a Time. There's an old saying that, by the yard it's hard, but inch by inch, anything's a cinch. One of the best ways to overcome procrastination is for you to get your mind off the huge task in front of you and focus on a single action that you can take. Hello, listener. Thank you for listening to our content. Remember to follow us here on the platform. We prepared a graphic of the book with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps so you know everything about the book in minutes. One of the best ways to eat a large frog is for you to take it one bite at a time. Confucius once wrote, a journey of a thousand leagues begins with a single step. This is a great strategy for overcoming procrastination and getting more things done faster. Many years ago, I crossed the heart of the Sahara Desert, the Tenezrift, deep in modern-day Algeria. By that time, the desert had been abandoned by the French for years, and the original refueling stations were empty and shuttered. The desert was 500 miles across in a single stretch, without water, food, a blade of grass, or even a fly. It was totally flat, like a broad yellow sand parking lot that stretched to the horizon in all directions. More than 1,300 people had perished in the crossing of that stretch of the Sahara in previous years. Often, drifting sands had obliterated the track across the desert and the travelers had gotten lost in the night. To counter the lack of features in the terrain, the French had marked the track with black 55-gallon oil drums five kilometers apart, exactly the distance to the horizon where the earth curved away as you crossed that flat wasteland. Because of this, wherever we were in the daytime, we could see two oil barrels, the one we had just passed and the one five kilometers ahead. And that was enough. All we had to do was steer toward the next oil barrel. As a result, we were able to cross the biggest desert in the world by simply taking it one oil barrel at a time. In the same way, you can accomplish the biggest task in your life by disciplining yourself to take it just one step at a time. Your job is to go as far as you can see. You will then see far enough to go further. To accomplish a great task, you must step out in faith and have complete confidence that your next step will soon become clear to you. Remember the wonderful advice, leap and the net will appear. A great life or a great career is built by performing one task at a time quickly and well, and then going on to the next task. Financial independence is achieved by saving a little money every single month year after year. Health and fitness are accomplished by just eating a little less 
and exercising a little more day after day and month after month. You can overcome procrastination and accomplish extraordinary things by just taking the first step, by getting started towards your goal, and then by taking it one step, one oil barrel at a time. Now here's how you can put this idea into action. Select any goal, task, or project in your life where you have been procrastinating and just take one step toward accomplishing it immediately. Sometimes all you need to do to get started is to sit down and make a list of all the steps you will need to take to eventually complete the task. Then just start and complete one item on the list and then one more and so on. You will be amazed at what you eventually accomplish. Chapter number 13. Put the pressure on yourself. Thomas Edison once wrote, the first requisite for success is to apply your physical and mental energies to one problem incessantly without growing weary. The world is full of people who are waiting for someone to come along and motivate them to be the kind of people they wish they could be. The problem is that no one is coming to the rescue. These people are waiting for a bus on a street where no buses pass. As a result, if they don't take charge of their lives and put the pressure on themselves, they can end up waiting forever. And that is what most people do. Only about 2% of people can work entirely without supervision. We call these people leaders. This is the kind of person you are meant to be. Your job is to form the habit of putting the pressure on yourself and not waiting for someone else to come along and do it for you. You must choose your own frogs and then make yourself eat them in their order of importance. The standards you set for your own work and behavior should be higher than anyone else could set for you. Make it a game with yourself to start a little earlier, work a little harder, and stay a little later. Always look for ways to go the extra mile, to do more than you're paid for. Your self-esteem, the core of your personality, has been defined by psychologist Nathaniel Brandon as your reputation with yourself. You build up or pull down your reputation with yourself with everything you do or fail to do. The good news is that you feel terrific about yourself whenever you push yourself to do your best, whenever you go beyond where the average person would normally quit. Imagine each day that you have just received an emergency message and that you will have to leave town tomorrow for a month. If you had to leave town for a month, what would you absolutely make sure that you got done before you left? Whatever it is, go to work on that task right now. Imagine that you just received an all-expense-paid vacation as a prize, but you will have to leave tomorrow morning on the vacation or it will be given to someone else. What would you be determined to get finished before you left so that you could take that vacation? Whatever it is, start on that one job immediately. Successful people continually put the pressure on themselves to perform at high levels. Unsuccessful people have to be instructed and supervised and pressured by others. One of the great ways for you to overcome procrastination is by working as though you only had one day to get all your most important jobs done before you left for a month or went on the vacation. By putting the pressure on yourself, you accomplish more and better tasks faster than ever before. You become a high-performance, high-achieving personality. You feel terrific about yourself, and bit by bit, 
you build up the habit of rapid task completion that then goes on to serve you all the days of your life. Now here's how you can put these ideas into action. Set deadlines and sub-deadlines on every task and activity. Create your own forcing system. Raise the bar on yourself and don't let yourself off the hook. Once you've set yourself a deadline, stick to it and even try to beat it. Write out every step of a major job or project before you begin. Then, determine how many minutes and hours you will require to complete each phase. Organize your daily and weekly calendars to create time segments where you work exclusively on these tasks. Chapter 14 is entitled, Maximize Your Personal Powers. John Haggai once wrote, Gather in your resources, rally all your faculties, marshal all your energies, focus all your capabilities upon mastery of at least one field of endeavor. The raw material of personal performance and productivity is contained in your physical, mental, and emotional energies. One of the most important requirements for being happy and productive is for you to guard and nurture your energy levels at all times. Your body is like a machine that uses food, water, and rest to generate energy that you then use to accomplish important tasks in your life and work. When you are fully rested, you can get two times, three times, and even five times as much done as when you're tired. The rule is that your productivity begins to decline after eight or nine hours of work. For this reason, working long hours into the night, although it is sometimes necessary, means that you are usually producing less and less in more and more time. The more tired you get, the worse is your work and the more mistakes you make. At a certain point, like a battery that is run down, you can reach the wall and simply be unable to continue. The fact is that you have specific times during the day when you are at your best. You need to identify these times and discipline yourself to use them on your most important and challenging tasks. Most people are at their best in the mornings after a good night's sleep. Some people are better in the afternoons. A few people are most creative and productive in the evenings or late at night. A major reason for procrastination is fatigue or attempting to start on a task when you're tired. You have no energy or enthusiasm. Like a coal engine in the morning, you can't seem to get yourself started. Whenever you feel overtired and overwhelmed with too much to do and too little time, Stop yourself and just say, all I can do is all I can do. Sometimes the very best use of your time is to go home early and go to bed and sleep for 10 hours straight. This can completely recharge you and enable you to get two or three times as much work done the following day and of a far higher quality than if you had continued working long into the night. According to many researchers, the average American is not getting enough sleep relative to the amount of work he or she is doing. Millions of Americans are working in a mental fog as a result of working too much and sleeping too little. One of the smartest things you can do is to turn off the television and get to bed by 10 o'clock each night during the week. Sometimes one extra hour of sleep per night can change your entire life. Here's a rule for you. Take one full day off every week. During this day, either Saturday or Sunday, absolutely refuse to read, clear your correspondence, catch up on things from the office, or do anything that taxes your brain. 
Instead, go to a movie, exercise, spend time with your family, go for a walk, or participate in any activity that allows your brain to completely recharge itself. It is true that a change is as good as a rest. Take regular vacations each year, both long weekends and one and two week breaks to rest and rejuvenate. You are always the most productive after a weekend off or a vacation. Going to bed early five nights a week, sleeping in on the weekends, and taking one full day off each week will assure that you have far more energy. This added energy will enable you to overcome procrastination and get started on your major tasks faster and with greater resolve than you ever could if you were tired. In addition to keep your energy levels at their highest, be careful about what you eat. Start the day with a high-protein, low-fat, and low-carbohydrate breakfast. Eat salads with fish or chicken at lunch. Avoid sugar, salt, white flour products, and desserts. Avoid soft drinks and candy bars or pastries. Feed yourself as you would feed a world-class athlete before a competition because, in many respects, that's what you are before starting work each day. By eating lean and healthy, exercising regularly, and getting lots of rest, you'll get more and better work done easier and with greater satisfaction than ever before. The better you feel when you start work, the less you procrastinate and the more eager you are to get the job done and get on with other tasks. High energy levels are indispensable to higher levels of productivity, more happiness, and greater success in everything you do. Now here's some ideas to put these recommendations into action. Make an analysis of your current energy levels and your daily health habits. Resolve today to improve your levels of health and energy by asking the following questions. 1. What am I doing physically that I should do more of? 2. What am I doing that I should do less of? 3. What am I not doing that I should start doing if I want to perform at my best? 4. What am I doing today that affects my health that I should stop doing altogether? Whatever your answers are to these questions, take action today. Chapter number 15, Motivate Yourself into Action. Antoine de Saint-Supré once wrote, It is in the compelling zest of high adventure and of victory and of creative action that man finds his supreme joys. To perform at your best, you must become your own personal cheerleader. You must develop a routine of coaching yourself and encouraging yourself to play at the top of your game. Fully 95% of your emotions, positive or negative, are determined by how you talk to yourself on a minute-to-minute -minute basis. It's not what happens to you, but the way that you interpret the things that are happening to you that determines how you feel. It is your version of events that largely determines whether they motivate or demotivate you, whether they energize or de-energize you. To keep yourself motivated, you must resolve to become a complete optimist. You must determine to respond positively to the words, actions, and reactions of the people and situations around you whenever possible. You must refuse to let the unavoidable difficulties and setbacks of daily life affect your mood or emotions. Your level of self-esteem, how much you like and respect yourself, 
is central to your levels of motivation and persistence. You should talk to yourself positively all the time to boost your self-esteem. Say things to yourself like, I like myself, I like myself, over and over until you begin to believe what you say and behave like a person with a high-performance personality. To keep yourself motivated and to overcome feelings of doubt or fear, continually tell yourself, I can do it, I can do it. When people ask you how you are, always tell them, I feel terrific. No matter how you really feel at the moment or what is happening in your life, resolve to remain cheerful and upbeat. It's been said that you should never share your problems with others because 80% of people don't care about your problems anyway, and the other 20% are kind of glad that you've got them in the first place. In study after study, psychologists have determined that optimism is the most important quality you can develop for personal and professional success and happiness. It seems that optimists have three special behaviors all learned through practice and repetition. Here they are. First, optimists look for the good in every situation. No matter what goes wrong, they always look for something good or beneficial. And, not surprisingly, they always seem to find it. Second, optimists always seek the valuable lesson in every setback or difficulty. They believe that difficulties come not to obstruct, but to instruct. They believe that each setback or obstacle contains a valuable lesson they can learn and grow from, and they are determined to find it. Third, optimists always look for the solution to every problem. Instead of blaming or complaining when things go wrong, they become action-oriented. They ask questions like, what's the solution? What can we do now? What's the next step? In addition, people who are habitually optimistic, positive, and upbeat think and talk continually about their goals. They think and talk about the future and where they're going rather than the past and where they came from. They're always looking forward rather than backward. When you continually visualize your goals and ideals and talk to yourself in a positive way, you feel more focused and energized. You feel more confident and creative. You experience a greater level of control and personal power. And the more positive and motivated you feel, the more eager you are to get started and the more determined you are to keep going. Here's a way to put this idea into action. Control your thoughts. Remember, you become what you think about most of the time. Be sure that you are thinking and talking about the things you want rather than the things you don't want. Keep your mind positive by accepting complete responsibility for yourself and for everything that happens to you. Refuse to criticize or blame others for anything. Resolve to make progress rather than excuses. Keep your thoughts and your energy focused forward on the things you can do to improve your life and let the rest go. Chapter number 16, Practice Creative Procrastination. Boardroom Reports wrote recently, Make time for getting big tasks done every day. Plan your daily workload in advance. Single out the relatively few small jobs that absolutely must be done immediately in the morning. Then go directly to the big tasks and pursue them to completion. Creative procrastination is one of the most effective of all personal performance techniques. It can change your life. The fact is that you can't do everything that you have to do. 
you have to procrastinate on something. So put off eating smaller or less ugly frogs. Eat the biggest and ugliest frogs before anything else. The difference between high performers and low performers is largely determined by what they choose to procrastinate on. Since you must procrastinate anyway, decide today to procrastinate on low-value activities. Decide to procrastinate, outsource, delegate, and eliminate those activities that don't make much of a contribution to your life in any case. Get rid of the tadpoles and focus on the frogs. Here's a key point. To set proper priorities, you must set posteriorities as well. A priority is something that you do more of and sooner, while a posteriority is something that you do less of and later, if at all. Here's a rule. You can get your time and your life under control only to the degree to which you discontinue lower value activities. One of the most powerful of all words in time management is the word no. Say no to anything that is not a high-value use of your time and your life. Say it early and say it often. The fact is that you have no spare time. As we say, your dance card is full. For you to do something new, you must complete or stop doing something old. Getting in requires getting out. Picking up means putting down. Creative procrastination is the act of thoughtfully and deliberately deciding upon the exact things you are not going to do right now, if ever. Most people engage in unconscious procrastination. This means that they procrastinate without thinking about it. As a result, they procrastinate on the big, hard, valuable, important tasks that can have significant long-term consequences in their lives and careers. You must avoid this common tendency at all costs. Your job is to deliberately procrastinate on tasks that are of low value so that you have more time for tasks that can really make a difference in your life and work. Continually review your duties and responsibilities to identify time-consuming tasks and activities that you can abandon with no real loss. This is an ongoing responsibility for you that never ends. For example, a friend of mine when he was single was an avid golfer. He liked to golf three or four times a week, three to four hours each time. Over a period of years, however, he started a business, got married, had two children. But he still played golf three or four times a week until he finally realized that his time on the golf course was causing him enormous stress at home and at the office. It was only by abandoning most of his golf games that he could get his life back under control. Review your activities outside the office to decide which ones are not important. Cut down on television watching and spend the time saved with your family, reading, exercising, or doing something that enhances your life. Look at your work activities and identify the tasks that you could delegate or eliminate to free up more time for the work that really counts. Begin today to practice creative procrastination, to set posteriorities wherever and whenever you can. This decision alone could change your life. Here's an exercise for you. Practice zero-based thinking in every part of your life. Ask yourself continually, if I was not doing this already, knowing what I now know, 
would I get into it again today? Examine each of your personal and work activities and evaluate it based on your situation today. If it is something that you would not start up again today, knowing what you now know, it is a prime candidate for abandonment or creative procrastination. Chapter 17. Do the most difficult task first. Sir Thomas Fowell Buxton once wrote, The longer I live, the more I am certain that the great difference between men, between the feeble and the powerful, between the great and the insignificant, is energy, invincible determination, a purpose once fixed and then death or victory. One of the best techniques for overcoming procrastination and getting more things done faster is for you to start work by doing your most difficult task first. This is truly eating your frog, and it is one of the hardest and yet one of the most important of all personal management skills. You develop this habit by following these steps. At the end of your workday or on the weekend, make a list of everything you have to do the next day. Review this list using the ABCDE method combined with the 80-20 rule. Next, Select your A1 most important task, the job that has the most serious potential consequences if you get it done or leave it undone. Then, assemble everything you need to start and finish this job and lay it out, ready for you to start work in the morning. Clear your workspace completely so that you have this one most important task like a big frog sitting on your desk waiting for you in the morning. Then discipline yourself to get up, Get ready and then walk in, sit down, and start on your most difficult task without interruptions before you do anything else. Do this every day for 21 days until it becomes a habit. With this discipline, you will literally double your productivity in less than a month. Starting first thing in the morning with your biggest and most important task is the opposite of what most people do. This discipline breaks you of the habit of procrastination and puts your future squarely in your own hands. Starting with your most difficult job or piece of the job gives you a jump start on the day. As a result, you'll be more energized and productive from then on. On the days when you launch immediately into your top job, you will feel better about yourself and your work than on any other day. You will personally feel more powerful, more effective, more in control, and more in charge of your life than at any other time. Develop the habit of doing the most difficult task first, and you'll never look back. You'll become one of the most productive people of your generation. Here's how you can put this idea into action. See yourself as a work in progress. Dedicate yourself to developing the habits of high productivity by practicing them repeatedly until they become automatic and easy. One of the most powerful phrases you can learn and apply is just for today. Don't worry about changing yourself for your whole life. If it sounds like a good idea, do it just for today. Say to yourself, just for today I will plan, prepare, and start on my most difficult task 
before I do anything else. You will be amazed at the difference this makes in your life. Chapter 18. Slice and Dice the Task. Orson Sweat Martin once wrote, The beginning of a habit is like an invisible thread, but every time we repeat the act, we strengthen the strand, add to it another filament, until it becomes a great cable and binds us irrevocably in thought and act. A major reason for procrastinating on big, important tasks is that they often appear so large and formidable when you first approach them. One technique that you can use to cut a big task down to size is the salami slice method of getting work done. With this method, you lay out the task in detail and then resolve to do just one slice of the job for the time being, like eating a roll of salami one slice at a time, or like eating a frog one piece at a time. Psychologically, you will find it easier to do a single small piece of a large project than to start on the whole job. Often, once you've started and completed a single part of the job, you'll feel like doing just one more slice. Soon you'll find yourself working through the job one part at a time, and before you know it, the job will be completed. An important point to remember is that you have deep within you what is called an urge to completion, or what is often referred to as a compulsion to closure. This means that you actually feel happier and more powerful when you start and complete a task of any kind. You satisfy a deep subconscious need to bring finality to a job or project. This sense of completion or closure motivates you to start the next task or project and then to persist toward final completion. This act of completion triggers the release of endorphins in your brain that was mentioned earlier. And the bigger the task you start and complete, the better and more elated you feel. The bigger the frog you eat, the greater the surge of personal power and energy you will experience. When you start and finish a small piece of a task, you feel motivated to start and finish another part, and then another, and so on. Each small step forward energizes you. You develop an inner drive that motivates you to carry through to completion. This completion gives you the great feeling of happiness and satisfaction that accompanies any success. Another technique you can use to get yourself going is called the Swiss cheese method of working. You use this technique to get yourself into gear by resolving to punch a hole into the task, like a hole in a block of Swiss cheese. You Swiss cheese a task when you resolve to work for a specific time period on it. This may be as little as five or ten minutes, after which you will stop and do something else. You will take just one bite of your frog and then rest or do something else. The power of this method is similar to that of the salami slice method. Once you start working, you develop a sense of forward momentum and a feeling of accomplishment. You become energized and excited. You feel internally motivated and propelled to keep going until the task is complete. You should try the salami slice or the Swiss cheese method on any task that seems overwhelming when you approach it for the first time. You will be amazed at how helpful these techniques are in overcoming procrastination. I have several friends who have become best-selling authors by simply resolving to write one page or even one paragraph per day until the book was completed. And you can do the same. Now, put these techniques into action immediately. Take a large, complex, multitask job that you've been putting off and either salami slice or Swiss cheese it to get it started. A common quality of successful, happy people is that they are action-oriented. 
When they hear a good idea, they take action on it immediately to see if it can help them. Don't delay. Try it today. Chapter 19. Create large chunks of time. Nito Cabine once wrote, Nothing can add more power to your life than concentrating all of your energies on a limited set of targets. The strategy of creating large chunks of time requires a commitment from you to work at a scheduled time on large tasks. Most of the really important work you do requires large chunks of unbroken time to complete. Your ability to create and carve out these blocks of high-value, highly productive time is central to your ability to make a significant contribution to your work and to your life. Successful salespeople set aside a specific time period each day to phone prospects. Rather than procrastinating or delaying on a task that they don't particularly like, they resolve that they will phone for one solid hour, between 10 and 11 a.m., for example, and they then discipline themselves to follow through on their resolutions. Many business executives set aside a specific time each day to call customers directly to get feedback. Some people allocate specific 30 to 60 minute time periods each day for exercise. Many people read great books 15 minutes each night before retiring. In this way, over time, they eventually read dozens of the best books ever written. The key to the success of this method of working in specific time segments is for you to plan your day in advance and specifically schedule a fixed time period for a particular activity or task. You make work appointments with yourself and then discipline yourself to keep them. You set aside 30, 60, and 90-minute time segments that you use to work on and complete important tasks. Many highly productive people schedule specific activities in pre-planned time slots all day long. These people build their work lives around accomplishing key tasks one at a time. As a result, they become more and more productive and eventually produce two times, three times, and five times as much as the average person. A time planner, broken down by day, hour, and minute, organized in advance, can be one of the most powerful personal productivity tools of all. It enables you to see where you can consolidate and create blocks of time for concentrated work. During this working time, you turn off the telephone, eliminate all distractions, and work nonstop. One of the best work habits of all is for you to get up early and work at home in the morning for several hours. You can get three times as much work done at home without interruptions as you ever could in a busy office where you are surrounded by people and bombarded by phone calls. When you fly on business, you can create your office in the air by planning your work thoroughly before you depart. When the plane takes off, you can work nonstop for the entire flight. You will be amazed at how much work you can go through when you work steadily in an airplane without interruptions. One of the keys to high levels of performance and productivity is for you to make every minute count. Use travel and transition times, what are often called gifts of time, to complete small chunks of larger tasks. Remember, the pyramids were built one block at a time. A great life and a great career is built one task and often one part of a task at a time. Your job in time management is to deliberately and creatively organize the concentrated time periods you need to get your jobs done well and on schedule. Here's some ways to apply this idea. Think continually of different ways 
that you can save, schedule, and consolidate large chunks of time. Use this time to work on important tasks with the most significant long-term consequences. Make every minute count. Work steadily and continuously without diversion or distraction by planning and preparing your work in advance. Most of all, keep focused on the most important results for which you are responsible. Chapter number 20, Develop a Sense of Urgency. Napoleon Hill once wrote, Do not wait. The time will never be just right. Start where you stand and work with whatever tools you may have at your command, and better tools will be found as you go along. Perhaps the most outwardly identifiable quality of a high-performing man or woman, as I mentioned earlier, is action orientation. Highly productive people take the time to think, plan, and set priorities. They then launch quickly and strongly toward their goals and objectives. They work steadily, smoothly, and continuously, and seem to go through enormous amounts of work in the same time period that the average person spends socializing, wasting time, and working on low-value activities. When you work on high-value tasks at a high and continuous level of activity, you can actually enter into an amazing mental state called flow. Almost everyone has experienced this at some time. Really successful people are those who get themselves into this state far more often than the average. In the state of flow, which is the highest human state of performance and productivity, something almost miraculous happens to your mind and emotions. You feel elated and clear. Everything you do seems effortless and accurate. You feel happy and energized. You experience a tremendous sense of calm and personal effectiveness. In the state of flow, identified and talked about over the centuries, you actually function on a higher plane of clarity, creativity, and competence. You are more sensitive and aware. Your insight and intuition function with incredible precision. You see the interconnectedness of people and circumstances around you. You often come up with brilliant ideas and insights that enable you to move ahead even more rapidly. One of the ways that you can trigger this state of flow is by developing a sense of urgency. This is an inner drive and desire to get on with the job quickly and get it done fast. This inner drive is an impatience that motivates you to get going and to keep going. A sense of urgency feels very much like racing against yourself. With this ingrained sense of urgency, you develop a bias for action. You take action rather than talking continually about what you are going to do. You focus on specific steps you can take immediately. You concentrate on the things you can do right now to get the results you want and achieve the goals you desire. A fast tempo seems to go hand in hand with all great success. Developing this tempo requires that you start moving and keep moving at a steady rate. When you become an action-oriented person, you activate what is called the momentum principle of success. This principle says that although it may take tremendous amounts of energy to overcome inertia and get going initially, it then takes far less energy to keep going. The good news is that the faster you move, the more energy you have. The faster you move, the more you get done and the more effective you feel. The faster you move, the more experience you get and the more you learn. The faster you move, the more competent and capable you become at your work. 
A sense of urgency shifts you automatically onto the fast track in your career. The faster you work and the more you get done, the higher will be your levels of self-esteem, self-respect, and personal pride. One of the simplest and yet most powerful ways to get yourself started is to repeat the words, do it now, do it now, do it now, over and over to yourself. If you feel yourself slowing or becoming distracted by conversations or low-value activities, repeat to yourself the words, back to work, back to work, back to work, over and over. In the final analysis, nothing will help you more in your career than for you to get the reputation for being the kind of person who gets important work done quickly and well. This reputation will make you one of the most valuable and respected people in your field. Now here's how you can apply these ideas. Resolve today to develop a sense of urgency in everything you do. Select one area where you have a tendency to procrastinate and make a decision to develop the habit of fast action in that area. When you see an opportunity or a problem, take action immediately. When you're given a task or responsibility, do it quickly and report back fast. Move rapidly in every important area of your life. You will be amazed at how much better you feel and how much more you get done. Chapter 21, Single Handle Every Task. James Allen once wrote, And herein lies the secret of true power. Learn by constant practice how to husband your resources and concentrate them at any given moment upon a given point. Eat that frog. Every bit of planning, prioritizing, and organizing comes down to this simple concept. Your ability to select your most important task, to begin it, and then to concentrate on it single-mindedly until it is complete is the key to high levels of performance and personal productivity. Every great achievement of humankind has been preceded by a long period of hard, concentrated work until the job was done. Single handling requires that once you begin a task, you keep working at it without diversion or distraction until the job is 100% complete. You keep urging yourself onward by repeating the words back to work over and over whenever you're tempted to stop or do something else. By concentrating single-mindedly on your most important task, you can reduce the time required to complete it by 50% or more. It's been estimated that the tendency to start and stop a task, to pick it up, put it down, and come back to it, can increase the time necessary to complete the task by as much as 500%. You see, each time you return to the task, you have to familiarize yourself with where you were when you stopped and what you still have to do. You have to overcome inertia and get yourself going again. You have to develop momentum and get into a productive work rhythm. But when you prepare thoroughly and then begin, refusing to stop or turn aside until the job is done, you develop energy, enthusiasm, and motivation. You get better and better and more productive. You work faster and more effectively. The truth is that once you've decided on your number one task, anything else that you do other than that is a relative waste of time. Any other activity is just not as valuable or as important as this job based on your own priorities. The more you discipline yourself to working nonstop on a single task, 
the more you move forward along the efficiency curve. That means you get more and more high-quality work done in less and less time. Each time you stop working, however, you break this cycle and move backward on the curve to where every part of the task is more difficult and time-consuming. Albert Hubbard defined self-discipline as the ability to make yourself do what you should do, when you should do it, whether you feel like it or not. In the final analysis, success in any area requires tons of discipline. Self-discipline, self-mastery, and self-control are the basic building blocks of character and high performance. Starting a high-priority task and persisting with that task until it is 100% complete is the true test of your character, your willpower, and your resolve. Persistence is actually self-discipline in action. The good news is that the more you discipline yourself to persist on a major task, the more you like and respect yourself, and the higher is your self-esteem. And the more you like and respect yourself, the easier it is for you to discipline yourself to persist even more. By focusing clearly on your most valuable task and concentrating single-mindedly until it is 100% complete, you actually shape and mold your own character. You become a superior person. You become a stronger, more competent, more confident, and happier person. You feel more powerful and productive. You eventually feel capable of setting and achieving any goal. You become the master of your own destiny. You place yourself on an ascending spiral of personal effectiveness on which your future is absolutely guaranteed. And the key to all of this is for you to determine the most valuable and important thing you could possibly do at every single moment and then eat that frog. Here's something you can do immediately. Take action. Resolve today to select the most important task or project that you could complete and then launch into it immediately. Once you start your most important task, discipline yourself to persevere without diversion or distraction until it is 100% complete. See it as a test to determine whether you are the kind of person who can make a decision to complete something and then carry it out. Once you begin, refuse to stop until the job is finished. Now here's the conclusion and let's put it all together. The key to happiness, satisfaction, great success, and a wonderful feeling of personal power and effectiveness is for you to develop the habit of eating your frog first thing every day when you start work. Fortunately, this is a learnable skill that you can acquire through repetition. And when you develop the habit of starting on your most important task before anything else, your success is assured. Here's a summary of the 21 great ways to stop procrastinating and get more things done faster. Review these rules and principles regularly until they become firmly ingrained in your thinking and actions and your future will be guaranteed. Number one, set the table. Decide exactly what you want. Clarity is essential. Write out your goals and objectives before you begin. Number two, plan every day in advance. Think on paper. Every minute you spend in planning can save you five or ten minutes in execution. Number three, apply the 80-20 rule to everything you do. 20% of your activities will account for 80% of your results. Always concentrate your efforts 
on that top 20%. Number four, consider the consequences. Your most important tasks and priorities are those that can have the most serious consequences, positive or negative, on your life or work. Focus on these tasks above all else. Number five, practice the ABCDE method continually. Before you begin work on a list of tasks, take a few moments to organize them by value and priority so that you can be sure of working on your most important activities. Number six, focus on key result areas. Identify and determine those results that you absolutely positively have to get done to do your job well and work on them all day long. Number seven, obey the law of forced efficiency. There is never enough time to do everything, but there's always enough time to do the most important things. What are they? Number eight, prepare thoroughly before you begin. Proper prior preparation prevents poor performance. Number nine, do your homework. The more knowledgeable and skilled you become at your key tasks, the faster you start them and the sooner you get them done. Number 10, leverage your special talents. Determine exactly what it is that you are very good at doing or could be very good at and throw your whole heart into doing those specific things very, very well. Number 11, identify your key constraints. Determine the bottlenecks or choke points, internally or externally, that set the speed at which you achieve your most important goals. And then focus on alleviating those constraints. Number 12, take it one oil barrel at a time. You can accomplish the biggest and most complicated job if you just complete it one step at a time. Number 13, put the pressure on yourself. Imagine that you have to leave town for a month and work as if you had to get all your major tasks completed before you left. Number 14, maximize your personal powers. Identify your periods of highest mental and physical energy each day and structure your most important and demanding tasks around these times. Get lots of rest so you can perform at your best. Number 15, motivate yourself into action. Be your own cheerleader. Look for the good in every situation. Focus on the solution rather than the problem. Always be optimistic and constructive. Number 16, practice creative procrastination. Since you can't do everything, you must learn to deliberately put off those tasks that are of low value so that you have enough time to do the few things that really count. Number 17, do the most difficult task first. Begin each day with your most difficult task, the one task that can make the greatest contribution to yourself and your work, and resolve to stay at it until it's complete. Number 18, slice and dice the task. Break large, complex tasks down into bite-sized pieces, and then just do one small part of the task to get started. Number 19, create large chunks of time. Organize your days around large blocks of time where you can concentrate for extended periods on your most important tasks. Number 20, develop a sense of urgency. Make a habit of moving fast on your key tasks. Become known as a person who does things quickly and well. And number 21, single-handle every task. 
Set clear priorities, start immediately on your most important task, and then work without stopping until the job is 100% complete. This is the real key to high performance and maximum personal productivity. Make a decision to practice these principles every day until they become second nature to you. With these habits of personal management as a permanent part of your personality, your future will be unlimited. Just do it. Eat that frog. Hello, listener. Thank you for listening to our content. Remember to follow us here on the platform. We prepared a graphic of the book with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps so you know everything about the book in minutes.